everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Oh my goodness, we made it to Friday. And actually, not only did we make it to Friday, we made it to December. Today is Friday, December 1st. We have got a lot of stuff to cover today, not the least of which is all of the sexual harassment allegations, which are coming out in the news. So today, the topic of our conversation is who do you trust? Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So you guys are like me, right? You got to be living under a rock if you don't see what's going on in the news right now. And I've got a little bit of a different uh, different slant on it, I think. And so I want to talk to you about that. But before I do, can I just say, I'm pretty excited because my book, Becoming Mom Strong, just hit the store shelf of Costco in East Vancouver in Washington. And if you're in my neck of the woods, if you're anywhere in the Portland, Vancouver area, I would love it. If you would go over there and help me uh, spread the word and sell it out, that would be just so awesome. So we're really excited that Costco is carrying Becoming Momstrong. You can find that at the 192nd Street uh, uh, Costco. And I I kind of, I'm not going to lie, I cried. I really did. My son sent me a picture. He's like, oh my word, mom, your book is here in Costco. And I freaked out a little bit. You know, girl from boring gets booked in Costco. <laughs> So that was pretty exciting news uh, News in the St. John house yesterday. Also, wanted to let you know we're done something really cool for the next couple of days. We're calling it the 12 Days of Ticket Sales. And these are all um, bundles for the MomStrong Conference. If you have not yet purchased a MomStrong Conference ticket, now is a great time to do that. And you can certainly do it at um, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash store or just HeidiStJohnShop.com. It'll come right up 12 days of ticket sales. I'm going to tell you really quick where I'm going to be. Are you ready? Write this down. January 5 and 6, I will be in Sparta, New Jersey. And then I'll head over February 2nd and 3rd to Dayton, Ohio. I will be in Florida on February 16th through 17th and in Houston on September 21 and 22. So this is the only time this year that these tickets are going to go on bundle sales. So you can get a bundle with a mug, you can get a bundle with a necklace, you can get a bundle with a book and a Bible study. Um, If you're planning on coming to the MomStrong Conference, definitely check out the bundle sale that's happening right now. Also, I am going to be hitting the road, obviously, uh, for New Jersey in January, but then right after that... I will be hitting the road for real. I'm going to be at the Mid Valley uh, Homeschool Conference in Lebanon, Oregon, in February on February 10th. I will be at Adventure Christian Church for their women's retreat. Kind of excited about that in McMinnville, Oregon, on uh, the 24th of February, and then in March I'll be at Nashville for the Teach Them Diligently Conference. Also on the 22nd and 24th of March I'll be in Arkansas for Teach Them Diligently as well. So you can find my schedule is pretty well packed out for 2018. And you can find it at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. Also wanted to let you know that as we talk about um, what's going on in the news today, I want to, as I always do, point us back to scripture. And honestly, you guys, there's no point in talking about anything that's happening in the culture or anything that's happening around us if we're not going to go back to the word of God. And so I'm going to take you to Psalm 1 today, one of my favorite passages in the scriptures that talks about what it looks like to be a person who listens to and lives by the word of God. Because the Bible says we have a creator. We have a creator. 
And in Psalms 1, verse 1, it says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. We talked about this last week on the podcast, right? What's the difference between someone who's a mocker and uh, and uh, someone who's sarcastic? Verse 2, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither. They prosper in all they do. But not the wicked, they are like worthless chaff scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners have no place among the godly, for the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. I think it's important for us as we begin to have this conversation about what's happening in the culture right now, particularly where uh, where sexual harassment is concerned. I was talking to my husband about this the other night, and I honestly, like, I I have I don't know Matt Lauer, right? I don't know um, Weinstein, who seems to be in a in a class all by himself, or any of these other guys really uh, who have been accused of uh, sexual misconduct. Most of it happening in the workplace, but it's really sad to watch clips of people who you've been watching on the news for years and years and years uh, behaving inappropriately. It's sad to realize that that the requests of the women who went to senior advisors, went unheeded and unlistened to for uh, months and sometimes years. But here's the thing. The Bible talks a lot about what it looks like to walk with God. And there's no place for uh, for anyone. Like I, mean, I, I was thinking, you know, the person who doesn't walk with the Lord, eventually we're like, they're like chaff, which wind blows away. It's amazing to me. One day you're a celebrity and the next day, bang, no one wants to listen to you. No one wants to talk to you. Part of me is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, in the culture, we're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. And there's a part of me that wonders if the backlash of feminism, I was telling my husband this, and then I don't get mad. I know some of you are going to be like, there she goes, defending the perpetrator. Listen, I'm not doing that. I have a, there, uh, there's a, I have a relative who spent 10 years in prison for sexual abuse. And uh, my husband and I put him there. So I'm not here to defend a sexual predator, but I am here to say we better be careful um, as a as a church, as people who are watching, who know nothing about the situation, let it unfold because God's word is true and light always is going to bubble to the top, right? We're going to find out about this. The Bible says that the person who uh, delights in the law of the Lord and meditates on it day and night is like a tree that's planted along the riverbank. I saw something interesting I thought it was worth sharing, and I'll link back to it in the show notes today. But Pathios had an article um, on this topic today, and I don't, uh, I don't always, uh, I'm not always uh, reading um, Pathios, but I thought this was a really interesting article by a woman named Anne Kennedy. And she started off with some, you know, kind of your regular, you know, blogosphere, blah, blah, blah. But then she said um, she was going to talk about, uh, Meghan Markle and and Prince Harry's getting married and Yvikaye and all that. But then she said, I got stuck following the somewhere Ann Curry hashtag on Twitter and watching embarrassing video clips of Matt Lauer making people uncomfortable on television. As usual, I never know who any of these people are until the headlines are emblazoned all over my Facebook feed. And then I scramble around trying to learn who they are. And, and they're apparently famous. And so why are they famous? I mean, I knew who Matt Lauer was. I mean, is. Notice how she did that? Because all of a sudden, these accusations are against him, and now uh, you can't touch that guy with a 10-foot pole. 
She says, but I didn't know anything about Ann Curry. I didn't know about the drama of her leaving the Today Show. Truly, not watching TV for a couple of decades is a bitterness for me this morning. <laughs> Except there's YouTube. So never mind. It's fine. So brace yourselves because I'm going to repeat myself. And then she says, go watch this clip where two women whose names I can't remember announced that Matt Lauer has been fired and that it's a sad day for everyone. You've probably already seen it. I did. I showed it to my husband. But at some point, the more slightly blonde says, uh, which by the way, her name is Savannah. We're grappling with a dilemma that so many have faced these past few weeks. How do you reconcile your love for someone with the revelation they have behaved badly? And I don't know the answer to that. And here's where I thought uh, uh, this young woman, Anne, I'm assuming she's young because she doesn't know any of these people, <laughs> sort of nails it. And she says, this, my dear, is a human dilemma. It's the root of all our trouble and all our strife, not just because the people we know and love behave badly, but because of ourselves. How does any human person reconcile his love of himself with the occasional revelation that he has behaved badly, will behave badly, and can't help behaving badly? Let's remind ourselves, though, that any other way of saying behaving badly is sinning. That is doing the wrong thing. And boy, in reading all the stuff yesterday, it wasn't hard to see the sin. Having a way to lock your office door without getting up from your desk so as not to alert the women that you've called in that you're about to let your trousers fall is, let's say it together, sinful. I don't know. Uh, I know we didn't want to face this for 60 years or so. If it was consensual and it had no, then no harm, no foul. But if we think about a lot of things, it's completely wrong. That's the human experience, being wrong about so many things. From a divine perspective, which is the only one that can be of any help in this seminal moment, any man who undertakes to engage sexually with any woman who is not his wife is sinning. The only kind of sexual activity that is not sinful is the kind that takes place within a heterosexual, monogamous, faithful marriage. And I would just gently add that sexual activity, even within marriage, should not be coercive and unkind and certainly not unloving. Sure, it can be awkward and sometimes embarrassing, but never manipulative, power-driven, or selfish. Matt Lauer didn't just behave badly. He sinned against God, against women, and really even against himself. He's in a terrible place. So it's not just his co-hosts who have to figure out how to reconcile their love of their colleague with his terrible behavior. He himself has to figure out how to do it. And I love this part. And this is why I wanted to share this with you. And I'll, like I said, I'll link back to it in the show notes today. Let me speak slowly and distinctly. This is the moment for the gospel. For the person who has sinned, who has broken faith, who has abused and manipulated, for the one who has let himself down, who used women as objects, who hurt another and didn't care. Indeed, anyone who rebels against God's divine and provident law. That's everyone, just in case you're wondering. God himself came to provide a remedy. He took on our broken, human, deluded condition and carried the burden of ugliness and sin, even sexual sin, to the cross. There he died and then was buried and on the third day rose again and thereafter ascended into heaven where he sits at the right hand of the Father interceding for all those who are so desperate for help and in need. Of forgiveness. What you have to do if you behave very badly is to fling yourself onto his mercy. Lie down on your single, empty, corrupted bed and cry out to him for help and mercy and forgiveness. You say, I forgive against, I have sinned against heaven and against you, and I'm not worthy to be called a son. You guys recognize that? It's from the prodigal son. Admit 
you aren't who you thought you were and you can't do the right thing. In other words, repent of your sin. You can't work at the Today Show anymore. And you have to go and apologize to all the women you've hurt. And maybe some of them will forgive you and some of them won't. But if you truly repent, God will forgive you and open a way for you to forgive yourself. And here's the point. This is good for everyone. Because if you fling yourself on God's mercy, which you don't deserve, he will stand you on your feet and he will not leave you alone, unlike Hollywood and the rest of the social elites, but he will help you learn how to behave well. And he will help you see that other people are people too. And that you yourself are not a God worthy of adoration. All women benefit from men who know this and children and other men. It's the way out of this impossible dilemma. It's the only way out. We've got a sin problem in this country. And we've been talking about it for a long time. Have you noticed that we live, we tend to live in a state of reactive Christianity? Ephesians 6 verse 12 says that we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in heavenly places. And so I guess I'm going to ask you today, who do you trust? Because you've got a woman who doesn't show her name, who, who is uh, lobbying an accusation against someone who can't help but show his name because he's out there in the public. And I'm not, and it sounds to me like, I mean, the evidence is pretty bad. But at the end of the day, the Bible says we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every single one of us. That's why Jesus came. And when we're not experiencing some crisis in the state of reactive Christianity, in the state of our, re, our reactive culture, it's easy to forget that a war is going on. And Paul warned us about it in Ephesians 6. Because when we feel safe, we forget that the war is raging around us. And I'll tell you what, you guys, there was a time in my life when I paid little attention to the spiritual side of mothering, little attention to the spiritual side of my marriage, choosing instead to focus my energy on meeting the physical demands of my family. I was living a comfortable Christianity, most like, uh, like most of my friends from church, not too hot, not too cold, just right for the culture, live and let live, right? I didn't understand all this talk about war that I kept hearing about in Sunday school when I was a kid. Surely that was overdone, right? Surely it wasn't that big of a deal. And for years, I think we as Christians, we kind of, we read our obligatory daily devotions. We check it off our list like laundry and vacuuming. And when we become parents, we make sure that our children go to church and they stay away from anything that's obviously wrong. You know, I don't know, what can we say? Voodoo, Ouija boards, basically, you know, we want to feel secure in our culturally correct Christianity. And we don't take God's repeated warnings in the Bible about sin too seriously. We don't want to see the battle, much less engage in it. But I want to encourage you today to get off of the bench and onto the battlefield. Christians today don't tend to get onto the battlefield until the war is out of control, which it kind of is right now in the country, right? Mass shootings. We've got a Congress and a Senate, which don't even get me started. Although I will say, a little aside, I've been really happy to see the nativity scene. I, I listened to President Trump's uh, address and I, I cried for real. I know some of you don't like him. He's not my friend. But wow, to hear him say, we are here on this earth and Christmas is here because God sent his son. That's, that's powerful stuff, you guys. And God will use it. Whether or not Trump is a Christian is irrelevant. God will use it. He'll use it. 
And what happens in this in this culture of reactive Christianity is we don't tend to get onto the battlefield until the war gets out of control and somebody calls for reinforcements. That's what they're doing right now. That's what they did on the Today Show. That's what they're doing over at NBC News. That's what they're doing in the Senate and the Congress right now. They're calling for reinforcements. We call for reinforcements when there's a school shooting or a national tragedy. And when that happens, we hurry up and get our prayer on, right? We show up to candlelight vigils. We talk about it on Facebook. We pray fervently around the dinner tables. And when the crisis dies down, we hang up our helmets and go back to the status quo. It's easy to put off engaging the enemy until we feel we have no choice, but our kids need us to engage now, consistently, and with the holy intention of doing battle in the heavenly realms. I want to encourage you today, and this is how I'm going to end the podcast, don't wait for a crisis to get onto the battlefield. A pattern of crisis equals prayer puts us on the defense and leaves us unprepared for battle. So it's time now. Time to protect your marriage now. Time to be proactive about the way that you are in your private life. Time to get on the bench and onto the battlefield. Let's go onto the spiritual offense for the sake of our children and for the sake of the reputation of the God of heaven's armies who sent his son Jesus as a sacrifice for our sin. We don't need to be afraid. The Bible says, if God is for us, who can be against us? So today, as you think about that and think about what's going on, I'm just going to encourage you like I encourage myself, like I've been praying every day with my husband. Lord, let it start with me. That's the purpose behind the Mom Strong movement. It's the reason I wrote Becoming Mom Strong. It's the reason I'm writing a new book right now. It's the reason that I feel like God is calling his children out from a safe place and onto the battlefield. So let's close today in a word of prayer. Father, the struggle is real, but I suppose you already know that. Lord, sometimes the battlefield's hard to navigate because sometimes we forget that we're on it. So Lord, you please open our eyes. It's so easy for us to sit back and be an armchair general and realize that we, or think rather that we know what's going on when really we only know the partial truth. So would you open the eyes of our hearts so that we can discern the truth from fiction in this crazy upside down world? Would you help us teach our children that because the enemy of their soul is real, the war is real too? Will you help us be an example to those who look to us for guidance and protection because they know we belong to you? Would you help us show them that we depend on you because you are the only source of guidance and protection that is actually trustworthy? Father, I confess I'm lazy sometimes, but I, I know you already know that. So Father, please help me not to come to you only when the fighting is fierce. I want to be prepared for battle, but I confess sometimes, Lord, I struggle to put my helmet on and engage with the world around me for your name's sake. And Father, I need your wisdom and courage just to stay in the fight. It's tempting to sit on the sidelines. It feels safer. Don't let me live to be safe. Help me live to bring glory and honor to you. Rather than grow weary in doing good, Father, please give us renewed vision for what's at stake and a passion for the lost. Give us your heart. Father, break our hearts for what breaks yours. Give us your heart so that we know how to stay in the fight until the day that you call us home. Father, thank you for the privilege of being called your children and co-heirs with Christ. 
We want to report for duty. Help us, Father, get onto the battlefield. In the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Thanks, everybody, for listening today. I hope that you're encouraged this weekend. Remember, as you go into the weekend, spend time with your family. Remember, the world is watching. If if we're looking for hope and change in the culture, it's never going to come from a president or a politician or a newscaster or a social media giant. It comes from the Lord Jesus who lives inside each one of you. Thanks for listening today, everybody. Have a great week, and I'll see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.